Hey everybody, uh, Craig here, and Randy's on as well, and we have another episode for you today. Uh, we don't know where we're going to end this episode, but Randy has a place to start for us, so over to you, Randy. That was a sweet intro. Me and Craig have been talking about like what's the best way to do intros, and Craig's been amazing about doing brief intros, which, as a listener, guys, you may think, like, oh, brief for your cutting corners? Brief? Gravity wins, man. Gravity's not to go. Holy God. Because, you know, we can definitely go the other way with our episodes. So we might as well keep our intro short. So that was actually sweet. Um, so I shared with Craig in our reflection, which we did not record. Um, since we made the move to audio only, we actually haven't been recording our reflections. And we're going to figure out if we want to record them or what have you. But I'm going to share with you a little context. I share with Craig that I've just been so frustrated with setting up emails to custom domains because uh, I don't we don't need we don't need Google Workspace for this and me I'm currently a Google Workspace user under another domain and even though I'm the admin of my own goddamn user I'm a super administrator doesn't that, that sound cool it's made up title um, I can't make changes in my own admin and it's incredibly frustrating to be paying for something that you're the head honcho of and you can't make changes. It's so frustrating. Um, so I found a couple... What was that, Craig? Have you, like, contacted support about this? I have. I have before, but then... Um, I find that Google support is a little bit exhausting. Some support companies are just... Some support departments are just better. And in my experience with Google, um, I did find that they do use um, outsourced virtual assistants who have very thick accents, which do make it an issue when you're trying to communicate very technical stuff. Yeah. Google Workspace Admin. Go to admin.google.com. It's a nightmare in there. <laughs> I mean, Craig would probably be better than me, just given that you you know how to read through dense code and things of that nature. But, like, I'm a fan. I don't even know what I'm looking for. Maybe the UI is off. I, I don't know. But um, Google has never been known for... Uh, they're really well done UIs. Oh, is that right? Really? Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't think they're they're like they're not a design company. You know, they're like a a back end tech company. Apple's a design company. Airbnb is a design company. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I guess now that you say it, the admin console doesn't even feel like the Google brand. Like when I think of Google's web page. That actually feels relatively simple. And you go to the waffle or whatever you guys want to call it. I call it the waffle. Uh, you go to the waffle and you like want to go to YouTube or Gmail. Like that's pretty simple. Or just type in the subdomain like mail.google or like uh, drive.google. Like I usually just type in subdomains and I, I kind of like that of Google. But when you go to the super administration feature, it's, it's like a different color scheme. It's just whatever. But I'm going to table this because I. I'm going to let the Google thing go because that's actually not the reason why I'm sharing this. I'm just sharing frustration around setting up custom domain emails. So uh, I found a couple other options that make more sense because they provide email as opposed to needing all the storage space. Because um, we, have sto we have, me and Craig have storage elsewhere, so we don't need extra storage that we can't control. Uh, so um, I uh, want to bring this back to the company called Hey.com. Uh, Craig, are you familiar? Uh, just from when you've mentioned it. And I think I mentioned it in our reflection when I was frustrated, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. 
So hey.com, reason why I'm bringing it up is, I believe three reasons. Craig, you're gonna have to check and see if I come up with three. So three reasons are one is their value proposition is very appealing. Two is that the founder did a podcast with Tim Ferriss many a year ago. And I remember this episode. So I was more inclined to, you know, go and try the guy's product. So just speaking to the power of content. Um, and then uh, three was I found um, that Hay is a subsid is a sep uh, sub su excuse me subsidiary of a bigger company called Thirty Seven Signals, and Thirty Seven Signals is also the founder of Basecamp. That's kind of their claim to fame. So um, I've never used Basecamp, Craig. Have you? No. I I think it's like the older Trello or the older Asana, but it's built. For, I think for small businesses, um, I'm not really sure. I've never used it. I, I just know that Basecamp is, you know, on the way to um, Everest, right? You got to stop at Basecamp. <laughs> yeah, I, I I get it. I get the name. <laughs> <laughs> Randy explains. Randy explains Basecamp to Craig. That's the name of the episode, and then we wrap up there. <laughs> that's that's about it. So uh, thanks everyone for tuning in. See you. <laughs> so Basecamp's website says Basecamp's the project management platform that helps small teams move faster and make more progress. Cool. Yeah. Never so heard, I'm not sure I've ever heard of Basecamp before. Yeah, honestly, I'd only heard about it because the Basecamp co-founder was on the Tim Ferriss show. I think he did the episode in Maybe it was 2018. I might be getting it mixed up with the Drew Houston episode, who's the founder of Dropbox. But I'm just the three reasons I had it might have only been two, but the first was that the value proposition of Hey is that um, you know Gmail and you know Microsoft Outlook and, and Apple Mail, you know they've all been the big players, but they haven't actually solved email deluge, like email overload. Like everyone talks about it. So Hey came. A, came about and um and uh attempted to do that and it was interesting to find a lot of youtube videos where people were kind of complaining about the product but either they improved it since then or what have you um but i've been using it for the last two days and i'm like oh, there's a lot of potential here so uh and craig there are three reasons so the value proposition of hey i think will help with my email deluge issue um Oh, wow, there might be four reasons. Can I get through the four? Okay, 90 seconds. I'm going get to get through the four reasons. One value proposition is that you have an email at hey.com. Super easy to remember, and you're never having to mess with custom domains if you don't want to. Like, I realized that it's actually hard to get in touch with me because I don't even know what email is my main email. So I just, like, for us to, um, for me just to have easier contact with people, especially for the show, Craig, to, like, give people an easy way to reach out, and that's one thing. <laughs> so hey, it's gonna help with that. Um, two is that I remember the episode with the co-founder. So, you know, he he sold me his product years later <laughs> with a episode from a while ago. So like the staying power of podcast content in particular. Um, and then the other part is that it comes with a um, uh, a blog blogging feature which is, I think, really interesting. It's world.hey.com slash whatever your username is. And how it works is you're able to blog and put it onto a web page that's already built for you just by sending an email to world at hey.com. 
And that web page also has a sign-up form for people to put in their email and to and to you know to be compliant with different regulations of uh, anti-spam laws and stuff. People sign up there, and then you can choose to when you send an email out. Literally, you email world at hey.com, and your subscribers slowly but surely will start getting those emails if you choose. So I just thought because I'm spearheading the email side of things and I've used ConvertKit for my own as of late. I started about, oh, was it five weeks ago? Um, this seems way more appealing because it's like with ConvertKit, it's not mobile friendly. There's no iOS app that I found. Whereas with Hey, I'm like, I could type out these newsletters from my phone and have that option. I know it's not the fastest way to type, but like, how many times are we just like sitting in a doctor's office waiting for our, you know, to get in or something? And it's just like, it'd be great to do something um, that I feel is creative or useful. And uh, Jason Free, the co-founder of Hey and 37 Signals and Basecamp, um, he he put it great in his blog. His blog's at world.hey.com slash Jason. And I already signed up. I already read an edition he sent out and it's plain text, which is great. I mean, there's never any formatting issues, Craig and um, I just feel like there's a lot of potential there um, for us both, like as individual bloggers, but also as like a co-bloggers for the show. So um, really happy I came across Hey again after I, should vo I voiced my frustration with Cray. It got me to rethink. I'm like, there's, there's a product out there that potentially could solve it. And then I was pleasantly surprised with the blogging part. And I was pleasantly surprised that Hey blocks any spy trackers that are on my emails. And... They have the way they they format emails. There, um, there's the M box. They do it on purpose. I M box. Um, and my favorite feature by them, Craig, doesn't even uh, get under the surface. But they have a screening feature, Craig, which means anyone who emails you for the first time does not make it to your inbox. They go to the screener, and you have to screen them in, or screen them out. And then in the future, you can always choose to screen them back in, which I'm like, that's amazing. Like, you, sometimes you just need, like, a snooze button. You know, it's like, I just can't be seeing your emails for a few months. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, I like it. It's a paid service, but once I actually vote, was able to figure out, like, oh, wow, that would solve this. That would solve this. I'm like, I think it, I think it will be worth the money. I'm on the free trial right now, but to get access to the blogging, I need to pay. So I might just cut my trial short and start blogging sweet yeah it looks like a really cool tool sounds like it uh so far it just i also like it too craig because i i've wanted to create a username that i could use across all platforms and i figured this out about a month ago is at hey spillane is available almost everywhere every, almost everywhere i look like 15 platforms and uh so my email is hey spillane at hey.com and uh i just I like the idea of going from the opposite of what domain do I want people to contact me on? Because I try to do it, Craig, to get people to, to, so I could track where people are coming from. But the reality is I'm not big enough yet to even care about them. Like, I think I'd have to be bigger to have people like manage the tracking, manage the bitlies and all that kind of stuff. Whereas I just want to make it easy to contact me. So it's like, hey, Spillane at hey.com and then at hey, Spillane anywhere you have a social media account. Yeah. So that's kind of the, why I'm really excited about Hey, and I think it'll solve my email conundrum that I've been having the last so many 
I mean, it's been on and off, but it's be, it's gotten worse. So uh, I think it'll help. And uh, it has some added benefits for our shared goals as well around the show. Yeah, that sounds great. And now that you're like decided, you can uh, you can set it up and let it run. Exactly, exactly. And uh, I gotta say, I love that screening feature. Dear God, what a what a awesome feature. So one question about how you'll use that, like, I get so few emails from like real people, like ninety eight, maybe ninety nine point something percent of my emails are all from companies that have gotten my email one way or another. So are you thinking of using the screening feature for like that kind of email where you can like decide if you want emails from a certain company? Or are you thinking like specifically for people who reach out to you? Uh, it's, it's actually more for the companies that, that reach out. Um, but two, two different, um, principles that Hay has is that, um, one, if you want people to skip the screening, you can give them what's called a speakeasy code. And you say, when you email me, just have this in the subject or have it in the, I forget if it's in the subject or have it in the body and it'll skip my screener. It'll get right to me. And you can change that code whenever you want. So that's kind of a nice thing for people, but I'm more saying it for the companies. Um, and then Hey has three categories, the inbox for really like important things that come through. And then they have the feed, which basically means stuff that comes in that you want to read in one feed later. You can read, you don't have to open each email individually. You just scroll it like LinkedIn. You scroll it like Twitter. You scroll it like social media if you want to read it. And then uh, they have a paper trail option, which is like any receipts or anything comes through, just throw it in paper trail and then it'll send it to paper trail in the future and it won't notify you if you don't want it to. So I think they've actually done a really good job of like getting to like the psychological pain and I'm sure it's not perfect, but it seems like it'll be worth a hundred dollars a year. Oh yeah. That's not that much. Well, it was interesting. I saw a YouTube video with a dude that had a phenomenal video quality. I thought it was really impressive. And they were not stoked about the $100 a year, the 99 a year. And uh, this is before I took a look in the product. I was like, oh, like, yeah, maybe it's, you know, it's the way he had, he had good reasons. They were convincing. But then I, I got inside. I'm like, this is better than my other options. <laughs> so, and um, Craig, the, you know, Otter AI that I accidentally, I forgot to unsubscribe to and but, uh, but we're using it for our show now, so we have, you know, that's useful. That's the same. Pr that was the same price. That was a hundred dollars for the year. I'm like, if I wanted to spend a hundred on something that I didn't really want to buy, I can spend a hundred on something that actually might solve my problem. Yeah, and it it uh, totally appeals to my theory of spending money on high touch things. It's like, like recently I bought some new pens, and I was like, instead of buying the pack of 12 pens of like pretty nice pens that are, I don't know, like a dollar a pen. I'm going to get a pack where it's $5 a pen. And like now I use these delightful, like well-machined pieces of art. And it's because I touch them every day and many times every day, that $5 is spread out across like tons of usage and so it's really only like I'm spending a fraction of a cent more every time I use it. Uh, so it's super easy to get my money's worth for things like that. And like with email, you're like, it's like constant, you know, it's every day. 
it impacts every single day of your life. So if you can at minimum, at minimum, at right? Minimum. So like three sixty five divided by a hundred is the minimum value, right? Whereas right. it's probably way more. It's probably like ten x more. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I, I feel like it's that's a that's a a good call, easy call to to pay for that. And now I just know, I'm glad I went through the email struggles. I'm sure it won't all be done, but I just love that now I have like, I can actually truly have one hub and I can use what I learned about other stuff for like when I have a mini project, I know what domain service to use. If I just need a mini project to get a few users on, on board. Um, hey.com also has custom domain support, but I don't want to do it because it doesn't have the blogging feature with the custom domains. And I really want the blogging because it's like one web page of, of all your thoughts that you want to share for public consumption, which is the way Jason Fried put it, the co-founder. And I think that's exactly what I what I want because it goes along with our show and it goes along with my, my longer term goals of just honestly just getting even more comfortable with sharing more thoughts for more public consumption. Yeah, cool. So- that took way longer than I thought it was going to take, but fortunately we stayed under 20 minutes uh, <laughs> and, and didn't go longer that, like we did on our reflection that no one yeah. ever know about. That's cool. So, uh, so to kind of summarize that, your your problem was that you are, you're, there are a couple problems. One is that you're being taken over by emails, like too many emails coming in. And it's hard to hard to deal with them. Another problem is when you're creating brands, creating content that all relate to brands, whether it's your business or this show or or other projects that you've undertaken, uh, it it can uh, be advantageous to have like a specific domain or a specific uh, paths to reach out for the each each of those. Um, that uh, is like well designed for the use case, but by expanding into that and putting effort into that, you felt like you weren't getting the rewards back because it was hard to keep track of all of these accounts. So now, with the the solution you're coming up with is, hey, one single uh, email that's gonna align with your socials. So that it's super easy for people to find you. They have very good inbox management and the added bonus of making it very easy to uh, turn a newsletter into a blog. Is that a good summary? Yeah, that's a that's a great summary. I think there's like two other added benefits, um, but I forgot them as I was listening to you. But <laughs> but there's <laughs> there's a lot of benefits, uh, and I think it comes down to the principle of. I tried to, I don't think I wanted to be that accessible for a while because I didn't, when I was starting my business, I, I didn't think I wanted to, um, because you're starting your own thing, you get to set your own rules. But the more I listen to like big dog founders, they want to be as close to their customers and their prospective customers as possible because that's where you learn the most. I'm like, okay, that's worth having some easy way to contact because yeah, one of the benefits that I have now moving forward is that I would use all these, I would use a lot of aliases to be able to figure out where people messaged me from. But the reality is I can just always ask them and they might not give me the 100% correct answer, but like most people will. <laughs> and then I could also, uh, 
people were actually getting confused, like which email to message me. Like they go to send me an email and like, there's like several Randy emails that come up and I'm like, oh yeah, I hear you. Cause it just auto saves the contact into their book. So at a certain point, yeah. they're just sending me an email like with CCing five other Randys that are me. So it would just, honestly, even if it was just a nightmare for people reaching out to me, but it was a nightmare for me. And I think I want to leave, I want to leave it on this one principle that I heard, I think yesterday, I heard somewhere. Um, but the things that are easier for your customers are usually easier for you too. And I was like, I don't know if that's true, but it actually might be in, in more cases than not. Yeah, uh, that, for, that's super. I can give you one example uh, that I heard is that there was a company that set up a national call center to be able to field, you know, inquiries and, you know, troubleshooting problems for whatever service they had. It ended up being a nightmare because not only were they spending a shit ton of money on this national call center, but the people that were calling had local problems that only local uh, technicians or local, you know, experts would even know how to solve. So once they realized that, they were able to not only solve the actual cost, the problem for customers, but also save a shit ton of money, which is like, it's like, how do you even make that happen? Solve more problems for customers, save more money. Does that ever happen? <laughs> Does that ever happen in business? <laughs> Not enough. Not enough, apparently. Or maybe the people who do it well are uh, holding the secrets. Who knows? <laughs> who knows? Probably case by case, though. Like, that's a very contextual you know, national call center. Not every business. Yeah. I don't have one. Uh, one interesting thought that came up while you're talking is that often when startups are just just getting going there isn't enough of a product or a vision or a roadmap or anything actually tangible for investors to invest in and so often in early rounds of funding investors are investing in that founder or that team uh and so that kind of ties into being easy to contact, you know, being being the face of what you're building to a certain extent, uh, because maybe before you have a tangible product, at least you're there, the the charismatic, smart uh, person that you are. Yes, that can be. Yes, that <laughs> and that can be something that kind of pulls people in. And then also, Craig, I'm kind of rolling with the ideas here. Uh, Something I thought of recently that's different from the way I used to think about it. Last episode or last reflection, I don't know. Basically, I'm saying to the audience, guys, I don't know if I said this on our last episode or if I said it on our unrecorded reflection. So that's why I'm saying this with context. Uh, the, um, oh, no, lost my train of thought. I, I, I haven't done that in a while, Craig. I haven't done this in like episode four. Uh, uh, what did you just say? What was a few words you just said? I was talking about uh, being the face of the... Oh, I got um, it. I got it. Uh, so I was thinking um, there's, there are, there's a very difference between what you market and what you fulfill. Like, life insurance markets peace of mind, but it fulfills, like, liability insurance. <laughs> you know, or, mm -hmm. like... And it got me to really think about the reality is... Um, I was trying to build a company that, that could work without me. And I still have a goal where 
it's very enticing to me to be able to build um, a company that doesn't in require that does not require your constant involvement. Like that's something that ultimately I want to do at least once. But I think after you do one, you got the itch to do another one. After a few, you know, whether it's a few years or however long, um, that's very enticing to me. But I realized that uh, what you market and what you fulfill are two different things. Um, which, but what that means is that um, you can market to different customer segments and have the identical fulfillment method, but just to different people. So now I'm thinking that whatever my personal brand company becomes, all good, because then I can just target a different niche, a different market, and run paid ads or yeah, I'm thinking I would run paid ads, but still fulfill it with the shit I learned from being so close to the customer. Yeah, totally. So that's that's helped me think about just you know own the personal brand, be founder led. You can always you can always use what you learned from a fulfillment perspective and just target a you know a new a, a, a new a new planet. You know, if I'm targeting you know Mars right now, I could target Jupiter on the next one. Yeah, Pluto on the one after that. Yeah, Planet X. Is that Elon's planet? No? <laughs> is that right? Is that how that works? If it's if it's not now, it's going to be when he buys it. Oh, yeah. Um, Twitter, baby. X, formerly known as Twitter. We've been seeing that everywhere. Did you know that PayPal was called X before it became PayPal? Oh, my God. He was, you know what? I'm not going to say I knew that, but you're ringing a bell because he was part of the PayPal mafia and then kind of got, you know, let go. <laughs> bought out. <laughs> bought out. Is that what they say? Yeah, bought out. That's probably the right way to say it. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. It is interesting. Well, sweet. You wanna, do you want to wrap it up? I think so. Yeah, I think uh, incredibly uneven on uh, speaking <laughs> time today. So Otter AI will, will be like, great, Randy, you did the 80-20 rule, except you did 80 and Craig did 20. Uh <laughs> So, uh, wrapping up for today, let me try to wrap this one up while I'm just talking like a, a madman. So, love it. Uh, Craig's been, uh, if you've listened up to this point, this is theoretically episode 13 of either, can I, can I mention a few of our names, Craig? Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is episode 13, allegedly, of CPR. The idea being that Craig and Randy are connected by podcasting. It's also kind of like a, some of these episodes are kind of like a, a shock to the system, or at least that's kind of how I view them, Craig. Because um, it's sort of like keeps us on our toes, keeps us, you know, keeps us in contact because we're basically recording the phone calls we were going to have anyway. We've had phone calls very much in this aura, in this essence of like back and forth, and you know, just going off on things we're excited about, stuff like that. So. Or things we're struggling about, like I did in the last reflection. <laughs> no. um, but today was uh, an episode where um, I very much took a, uh, I took the the mic today. Uh, I think partially because I wanted to um, prove that even though I had a serious struggle that I shared, I was basically venting with Craig on our reflection. Um, and it's amazing what you can do in thirty six hours. So. Uh, you know, you find a mini solution and you start working it and you're like, wow, this is really promising. So I came in really high energy today because of that. And Craig was uh, 
very helpful in letting me just kind of be there, you know, and not kind of closing me out to that. So I really do appreciate that with Craig today. It's not the first time he's done that, but this is the most, in recent history, this is the most present memory of that. But um, I'm actually going to finish this wrap up for today as we head into episode 14. Um, uh, I'm actually really curious what we're going to talk about because uh, Craig and I have talked about in when we used to do the video episodes, there wasn't a lot of connective tissue from one to the next. And then with audio, we kind of had, you know, part one, part two, part three, like it kind of flowed. Um, but after this one, like, I don't think we're going to talk too much about, hey, next time, Craig, maybe we'll talk about, uh, you know, what you're thinking on the TikTok front. Uh, just so you guys know, um, Craig and I put a list of priorities in terms of where we were putting um, where we thought was most interesting for our, for promoting our content, promoting our show. And I had email near the top and Craig had TikTok higher than mine. So we decided to divide and conquer. So that whole hey conversation partially came from thinking about how to do email better. And I didn't know how to do it better myself. Better myself. So came up with that. I think maybe next episode we could talk a little bit about uh, what Craig's thinking about from a TikTok perspective. And, you know, maybe... I think it very much could be like an 80-20, like Craig just kind of takes the wheel for us there and 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 I, I become a student again. So um, thanks for tuning in, guys. That wrap-up was probably four and a half minutes, so longest wrap-up in the east, on the uh, eastern seaboard. Um, but uh, thanks again, guys. We will see you in episode 14. It's hard to believe we're already, um, we're already at 14, not even counting our reflections, Craig. So uh, I'm excited for the next one. Hopefully we do it sooner rather than later. Keep the momentum going. Um, we gave one of our names today. Welcome to the CPR show. We also have another option, BYOP, which is either bring your own podcast or bring your own personality, something of that nature. Um, giving homage back to me and Craig meeting in college when um, BYOB was on the agenda very regularly. So, uh, all right. Thanks, everyone. We'll talk to you next one. Peace.